this gathering of your people. And I pray that you will just ignite a fire in our hearts, Lord, to receive your word, to believe your word. I pray, O oh Lord, that your word would not return void as is promised. Oh God, I pray that the preaching of the word will go forth with clarity and with accuracy and with anointing and love and fervor, Lord. Help all of us to receive it and believe it in Jesus' name. And everybody said, in Jesus' name. And everyone said, amen. And amen. God bless you. You may be seated in the name of the Lord. The great hope of the preacher is to deliver a message of hope. People who come to the house of God, they're not just coming to the house of God out of ritual. They're not just coming out of some sort of obligation. But they're here because they need a message of hope. From the word of the Lord. We must understand that as the church of the living God. That, that we are here as messengers of love and messengers of peace and messengers of joy. Ambassadors for Christ. Messengers of, of hope. What an amazing word that is. Hope. This concept. That one can look forward to what may come next. So many times we are deprived or robbed by the enemy of looking forward to what comes next. Don't believe the lie that your best days are behind you. The Lord wants you to know that in serving Him, your best days are always in front of you. Can I get a witness on that? I, I, I want you to know this is a win-win situation. Your best days are always in front of you, and so you always have hope. I, I don't have to know each and every situation that, 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 has, that is represented in this room today. I, I do know that there are situations of loss and pain and discouragement and discomfort but you've come to this place because you know where to go when looking for help from the Lord you know you can't find that help in this world you can't find help in society or in in the programs that society offers but but you can find help and hope and peace and comfort in the Lord of glory I can hear the Apostle Paul say that it is Christ in you, the hope, hallelujah, of glory. When we talk about Christ being inside of us, we're talking about a hope for another place and another land and a place where we'll never grow old, a place where there's no more death and there's no more sorrow and there's no more sickness, the hope of glory. To the church at Rome, he said, we are saved by hope. And hope that is seen is not hope. So don't expect to be able to see hope with your natural eyes. Don't expect to look upon a hopeful situation and be filled with hope. Hope 
can be present when everything around you looks bad. When everything around you feels awful. Hope can be present, and in fact, it is present. Hope is an invisible thing. We cannot see hope, for if we see hope, what is it then that we yet hope for, Paul said? Faith is visible. Faith is evidence. Faith is substance. Faith without works is dead, so faith has action involved with it. So faith is actually visible. Faith is not invisible. Faith is very tangible and very visible. It is reflected by what you do. Faith is something that is reflected by what you do. But hope is completely invisible. And faith is the substance of things hoped for. I bring to you this morning a message of hope. Hope in Jesus Christ. No matter what you've been through, I preach to you hope. No matter what you're going through right now, I preach to you hope. Regardless of what life has thrown your way, I bring to you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ a message of hope to sustain you and to strengthen you and to lift you up above what you are facing in this life. All discouragement has to melt in the wake of the Word of God. All depression has to take a back seat to the Word of God. All manner of lack of peace and fear and doubt and worry, all of it falls by the wayside when we lift high the name of Jesus Christ and declare that there is a hope, hope for the hopeless and help for the helpless and rest for the weary and strength for the weak. He is the lifter of your head. And regardless of what the doctor may have said, we preach hope. And regardless of what your family may be going through, we preach hope. And regardless of what comes your way this week or what tentative things are on your calendar, even as we speak, we declare the hope that is in Jesus Christ. Somebody needs to grab a hold of that hope today and say, Lord, I believe and I hope in you. Hallelujah. Even if you have things in your past that indicate to you a track record of not being able to be consistent, I declare to you hope in Jesus Christ. Maybe you have a track record of not living for the Lord, serving the Lord, falling down, having trouble, staying focused. All of that's a part of your past. You have hope for your future. Ah, Lord, have mercy. I feel such a witness in the Holy Ghost. You might be hearing what I'm saying, and, and as, as I'm saying it, the devil's trying to plant thoughts in your mind that this might be good for some people, but I've heard this before, and I've been down this road before, and I know how it goes from here. I feel good for a few minutes, and then I fall into another trap. I rebuke all of that in the name of Jesus. You've got to understand there's hope for your future. There's hope for your family's future. There's hope for your marriage's future. There's hope for your finances in the future. There is hope for your children. There's a hope for your future. My God, have mercy. I didn't come to play games this morning. And I know you didn't come to play games this morning. We came to magnify the name that's above every name. And hope will fill this house. Glory. Woo, glory. 
I need a word from the Lord. I need a touch of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This lady, this lady came to the prophet Elisha. She was, a, her husband was a son of the prophets. And she said to the prophet Elisha, I, I need help. I need help. He said, well, what's going on? She said, she said, my husband is dead. And she said, this was, this was a man that feared the Lord. He was, he was a, a servant even to you, prophet Elisha. She said he feared the Lord, and he was one of the sons of the prophets, and he died. Everything seemed to be going well, and then he died. Life was, was, was nice, and then he died. There was, there was reason to believe for good things to come, and then he died. I, 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 we, we was in the prime of life. He he seemed to have everything to live for. We were a happy little family. And then he died. And she said, and, and, and when he died, everything changed. Everything turned upside down. And the life that I had enjoyed living, it was now, it was now in shambles. She said, and I don't know what to do. Because she said, the creditor actually visited our house. And, and we have debts, you see. And as long as my husband was alive, he was managing the debt. But now that he's gone, there's no way to manage the debt. And these, these creditors are knocking on my door. And they're calling me on the phone. Sending me emails. Repossessing my car. She said... She said, I need help because the creditor has come. And she said, do you know the last thing they told me? They said they're going to take my sons and make slaves out of my sons in order to pay the debts that have been left now that my husband has died. She said, not only have I lost my past, but I've lost my future too. And so many people believe that they have lost their future when something goes wrong in their past. I'm preaching to people today who believe the devil has been in your ear convincing you that because something has died from your past that you don't have anything to look forward to in the future. You remember the moment that it died. You remember the, the, you remember the terror that filled the house when he took his last breath. You recall the pain and the, and the, and the turmoil that, that overwhelmed you when when your husband died and now and now the enemy has convinced you that that not only your husband died but your sons are going into slavery your past is marred and your future is ruined that's the word of your adversary and that's the word i've come to condemn in the name of jesus your past may have a lot of pain in it your past may have a lot of trauma in it. Your past may have a lot of shame, a lot of guilt, a lot of condemnation, a lot of regret and remorse. But today is a new day. I said today is a new day. And you can look forward to the future with a hope in your heart. My God. 
But pastor, they, you don't understand what all I've done, where all I've been, what all I've been through. And folks know it. Folks know about me, Pastor. They know what I've done. They know who I've been. Let me tell you something. Church of the living God, hear me, Tree of Life Church. We're going to have to understand that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And there's not one person in this room or outside this room who has a perfect record before the Lord. It is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed. His compassions they fail not they are new every morning my god my god some people won't come to church because they're afraid to run into hypocrites in the church they said i don't want to go to church because they're just a bunch of hypocrites well you're gonna find more than hypocrites in the church my god have mercy if that's the only type of sin you're worried about running into you're going to run into all kinds of, of, of people who have had problems. But, but understand, we're not weak. We've got issues from the past. We've got stuff we wish we wouldn't have done. There are things that we wish we could forget. There's stuff that we wish never would have happened. But today we're covered by the blood of Jesus. And we're filled with the Holy Ghost. And we're going to walk with Him and talk with Him and hold on to Him. And you will not find a condemning eye in this house. And if you do, that's the person that needs to come down to an old-fashioned altar and repent. Because they have forgotten the pit from whence they were dug. Or worse yet, they don't ever think they were in a pit. That's the worst kind of pit to be in. If you think you've made it this far without needing the mercy of the Lord, God have mercy on you. Because that's the only way you're going to be saved is if the Lord will have mercy on us. Is that the Lord will show his favor toward us. I'm going to tell you something. If you fall in love with Jesus because of how much he has loved you, it'll put a desire deep down in your soul to live holy and to live righteous and to live godly. It'll put a desire in you to worship and to praise and to magnify the name of the Lord. You won't do it because you're trying to show everybody how good you are. You'll do it because you're so thankful for the goodness of God. No, no, no. We've all got stuff in our past. We've all got things that we wish wouldn't have happened. We've all got corpses. We come to the word of God like this woman came to Elisha and we say, we need help because there's dead stuff in my past. There's a corpse in my house. There are problems in my past. There's haunted, haunting memories. There's skeletons in the closet. My husband, she said, has, has died. And because of it, it it's, called, it's unleashed a whole new set of problems. I wish I never would have done this. I wish I'd never done that. I wish she never would have died because that was just the beginning of my problems. That issue spawned all kinds of other problems. Now my sons are taken captive. They're going to be taken captive by the creditor. And I'm going to tell you, there's a spirit of the creditor at work in this world. The creditor comes along and, and reminds you of how much you owe. 
And you don't, and you don't even realize how much you owe until the husband dies, until the problem arises, until the difficulty emerges. You, you, it's all, it's there. The debt is there. You just don't realize it until loss and brokenness and death emerges. And then you look around and you realize the creditor comes banging on your door and says, You owe me something. That's when you begin to realize the deep indebtedness of your soul. And you realize, my God, I need help. I need Jesus. And we've all been there. And if you haven't been there yet, get ready. Because if God's going to save you, he's going to have to take you there. And let you know just how much you actually do owe. Just to let you know how much you actually do need him. Because if you don't think you need him, oh, you're in, you're in a lot of trouble. But, 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 oh, my soul, my soul needs Jesus. My soul needs Jesus. Don't let this suit and tie fool you. My soul needs Jesus. I, I, I am so, I am so keenly aware of the debt I owe if it weren't for the blood of Jesus Christ. Oh, prophet of God, I need help because my husband died and, and it's, it's left all kinds of debt. And now the creditor is on my doorstep. The creditor is in my ear. The creditor is in my dreams. The creditor, I see the creditor everywhere I go. I can't get the creditor out of my mind. My debts are always in, 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 in my eyesight. And I'm just aware of the fact that I'm lost and I'm, and I'm broken. And the prophet said, okay, here's what I want you to do. I want you to go... First of all, let me ask you, what do you have in your house? She said, I got nothing. Nothing. He said, nothing? You don't have anything in your house? She said, I got this little pot of oil. He said, that's all you need. Oh, I wish I could say it like this. Faith, faith, faith. Just a little bit of faith. Faith, 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 just a little bit of faith. You don't need a whole lot. Just use what you got. Faith, faith, faith. Oh, I wish I could tell somebody like I feel it today. You don't need a whole lot. But if you've got a little bit of prayer, if you've got a little bit of praise, if you've got a little bit of faith, you go get what you've got. My God, I'm going to tell you something. Do you have an ounce of desire? Do you have an ounce of desire to serve the Lord? Because if you do, God says, I can work with that. I don't care how little it is. Five loaves, two fishes, I got this. Him on a garment, that's nothing. You just give me whatever you got, and I'll make it, and I'll break it, and I'll bless it, and I'll multiply it. Hallelujah, I'll compound it. I'll work with it. I'll speak to it. I'll blow on it. I'll bless it, and it will become. My God, have mercy. You watch what the Lord will do. Hallelujah. Let me say this again to the devil whispering in your ear. There is hope for your future. And if you've got just anything, anything, search your heart. Do you desire, do you desire God at all? Is there anything in you that wants this word 
to come to life in your life? Is there anything, any, is there a thank you, Jesus, down inside of you? Is there a, I need you, Lord. Anything, anything will work. Anything will do. I, it doesn't matter how big. Do you got a Tupperware bowl of anything in this house? Because I can take that and use it for my glory. She said, I, I got this little pot of oil. He said, go get that. But nobody wants this pot of oil. It's, I mean, it's just one little pot of oil. He said, you get what you've got. Put it in the hands of the Lord. And watch what God will do in your life. She said, all right, well, here's my pot of oil. He said, now here's what I want you to do. I want you to go around to your neighbors. And I want you to ask them for vessels. And borrow not a few. You get as many of them as you can get. So, so, so the, the sons started going from door to door asking neighbors for vessels. Let me tell you something. It matters who your friends are. It matters who your neighbors are. It matters what community you're in. Do you hear what I'm telling you? You need to be in the community of the righteous. So that when you're in trouble, you can go to somebody who knows how to pray and say, do you have a vessel for me? Anything? I just need a vessel. He didn't say what kind of vessel. He said, borrow not a few pots, pans, cups, saucers. You just get anything that'll hold anything. Briefcases, I don't care. You just go get whatever they got. Tell them, I just need bowls, pots, pans, dishes. I need vessels. I need vases. I need vases. I need anything you got. You better have some friends that have empty vessels in their life. Listen, you, you, don't need, you don't need friends that are full to overflowing with carnality, full to overflowing with false doctrine, and full to overflowing with the lust of the flesh, and full to overflowing with heresy and hypocrisy. You need some prayer warriors in your life. You need some soul winners in your life. You need some God-ordained believers in your life that you can go to them and say, I need a vessel. Okay, okay, let me let me see what I got down here. Hold on, oh, here's a good one. Here's a good one. Let me let me share with you this testimony of when the Lord lifted me up. My God, Sister Cindy Nixon is here today. God bless you, Sister Cindy Nixon. We give God the praise for his healing touch in her life. I'm gonna tell you the enemy tried to take her out, but it didn't work because the Lord was with her and I'm going to tell you she's got some vessels she can share with you hallelujah some testimonies that God's been good he's really been good he's been so good to me I just can't tell it all you need you need some folks in your life some folks in your life who can sit down with you that's why I'm glad 
Ladies, that you come to ladies' prayer. Men, that you come to men's prayer. I'm glad that you share with one another the testimonies. People have given ready now miracle testimonies. And when they do, it's like a big, empty vessel that they hand over. Thank you. I needed this because I need something to pour oil into. You can't have enough vessels. The more praise, the better. The more worship, the better. The more miracles we're talking about, the better. Talk about it. Sing about it. Preach about it. Declare it. Testify about it. Go tell it on the mountain. It matters. It matters who you're talking to. I, you know, there's, there's some friends who have no empty vessels for you. They're not good for you. They're not good in your life. They mean well. Don't, get, don't misunderstand me. They're not bad people. They just don't have em, any empty vessels to give you. They have no spiritual edification to offer you. And you're confusing between, between the relationship you had with them before you came to God and the relationship you need as a child of God from someone who can bless your life. And, and, and it's a different situation because their remedy for world problems are, aren't the remedies of Christ. They're the remedies of the world, and you've, you've got to step away from that and find you some, some neighbors and some God-filled, faith-filled, hallelujah, fire-filled believers who can say to you, yeah, man, you can have it. Here's, I got some old bent-up Tupperware. You can have that. I got some... I got all kind of pots and pans. You can, I'm not using these. You go ahead. And man, they brought every vessel they could. And she had this little pot of oil. And she poured that pot of oil into one vessel. And only had a little bit left. And she poured it into the other vessel. And that vessel filled up. How'd that happen? She decided not to look. She thought, I just tried in another vessel. She poured it into another vessel. It filled up. And then she poured it into another vessel, and it filled up. Then she poured it into another vessel. Woo! Hallelujah! She filled every single vessel with holy anointed oil. Do you hear what I'm telling That oil represents the Holy Ghost. That oil represents the anointing of God. That's what she had. I'm going to tell you something. If you've got the Holy Ghost at work in your life, you've got something that can redeem your past and redeem your future. Hallelujah. There is hope for your future. There is hope for your future. Regardless of what has happened in your past. Just keep pouring it out. Pour it out. Pour it out like oil. I love the statement in this passage. It says she poured it out. You know what our problem so often is? We don't pour out. We come in and we've memorized Pentecost. We know to shout when it's fast and get a little weepy when it's slow. 
we know how to we know how to prance around a Pentecostal worship service, but the but the Bible teaches us to bless the Lord, oh my soul and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Lord, I'm not just pouring out a little bit, I'm pouring out everything I've got inside of me. You can have everything. You can have all my praise and you can have all my pain. You can have all my shout and you can have all my shame. You can have everything. I don't want the greed. I don't want the envy. I don't want any of it. I'm going to pour out everything. And that's when you're going to see the miracle. The miracle. The miracle of hope for your future. She poured that oil out and as she poured it out and poured it out and poured it out. It was a miracle that occurred. You know what I love? The Bible says she shut herself in with her sons. She gathered her future together, put it in the house, and shut the door. Remember the old song, shut in with God in a secret place? Hallelujah. Gaining new power to run in this race. Hallelujah. You hear what I'm telling you? There's something about shutting yourself in. Get all your dreams in there with you. Get all your hopes in there with you. Get everything that did, all the promises of God, pull them in there with you. All of it. Get your faith in there and your peace. And then you shut that door. And you need to lock it, deadbolt it, bar it, put, the, put all kind of Two by fours, nail them to the wall. You need to keep the devil out of that room. And you need to pray to God and pour yourself out in prayer. Now, I'm going to tell you something. In a minute, we're going to open this altar. And people are going to come down and pray. And it's going to be a blessing. And we're going to look forward to it. And you need to do that. That's important that you do that. God can meet you here. But don't let this replace being shut in. When you get home, you need to be able to close the door and say, all right, God, it's just me and you, and I'm scared, and I'm worried, and the creditor is outside, and I need an answer, and I need a miracle, and I need a word, and I'm going to tell you there's going to be oil for you. There's going to be oil for you. Because she filled every vessel she could find. She didn't leave one vessel empty. I'm going to tell you something. Everything God puts into your life, fill it with oil. Fill it with oil. If God gives you a job, fill it with oil. If God gives you a promotion, fill it with oil. If God blesses your family, fill it with oil. If God gives you a new house, fill it with oil. What are you saying? I'll break from the metaphor. You need to do everything you do in word or in deed. Do it all in the name of Jesus. Sanctify all of it. Thank God for all of it. Hallelujah. She borrowed vessels until every last one of her neighbors were like shutting the blinds, locking the door, putting their phone on mute. I know what she wants. She wants more pots and pans. We ain't got anything. You better hurt, you better, no, don't anybody touch the casserole. She'll get that casserole dish. She's at the door, just everybody hold still. 
she found every vessel in that community and she filled hallelujah you know i'm gonna tell you something if we could gather up the vessels in our community god would fill all of them with his oil There's nothing wrong with the oil. There's no end to the oil. There's no, there's no limit to the supply of oil. All we need are vessels. And God will fill the vessels with his power. And the prophet Elisha said, do you have any more vessels? She said, I don't have any more vessels. He said, how much oil do you have? She said, you don't even want to know. She said, I got it on shelves, under shelves, in closets, under cabinets. I got it under the bed. I got it in the shower. I got them everywhere. Vessels and every last one of them are filled with oil. It started with one pot of oil, but I poured it out in obedience to the word of God. And now there's vessels everywhere. The whole house is filled with vessels. He said, all right, now I want you to go take that oil and sell it. Here's what you have to understand and what I have to understand about the oil of God. There is a market for his oil. Hallelujah. I don't know what devil's been lying to you. Actually, I take that back. I know exactly what devil's been lying to you. Trying to tell you that people don't want this today. That is a lie hatched straight out of hell. Everybody you meet wants this life-changing power. They might be lost, and they might not know where to look, but they want this life-changing power. They want the peace that passes understanding. They want the joy that is unspeakable and full of glory. There's a market for this oil. There's a market for Holy Ghost power. You need to, you need to go out and preach it, sell it, tell it, give it. Show it. Live it. Exemplify it. Go. Sell this oil. She did. He said, then I want you to pay off those debts that the creditor said were going to hound you until you died. Because you've got enough Holy Ghost power. You've got enough anointing. It'll cover every debt that has ever been owed. Hallelujah. It doesn't matter what you did, when you did it, and where you did it. This Holy Ghost that he'll give you and this blood that he has shed for you will cover every debt that has ever been owed. And it doesn't matter whether the creditor likes it or not. I've got the money, hallelujah, in my hand. Where did it come from? Jesus paid it all, all to him I owe. Sin had left a crimson stain, but Jesus washed it white as snow. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What do you have in your house this morning? You have just a little, just a little, you have just a little praise? I know you've been through a lot. I, I know, I know. In her case, it was the husband that died. In your case, it may be some other thing, but, but, it's, but it's, it's traumatized you. And I just wonder, what do you have in your house right now? Could you go get that? Do you have a little, just a little bit of praise? Can you go, you got a little vial of praise somewhere you can go get? Can, can you go get that and give it to God right now? Somebody, somebody in this house, can you lift up your praise? Come on, you got a little something? 
Is there, is there, a, little, is there a little praise? Because if you give him a little bit of praise, he'll turn it, hallelujah, into rivers of oil, rivers of oil. Come on, stand with me right now in the presence of the Lord. He's in this place. He's in this place. He's in this place. He is in this place. Oh, hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Blessed be your holy name, oh God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Glory to God. You know what I've, you know what I've tried to do this morning by the, by the grace of God, what I've tried to do? I've tried to give you another vessel. That's what I wanted to do. I wanted to hollow out just a little place for you to pour in some oil. In the name of Jesus, I, I, I want you to know today, regardless of what the enemy has said to you, there's hope. I can't imagine how you must have felt the moment you realized that that man, that husband, that thing, that, that dream, that, that life, that, that hope, that, that thing you'd grown comfortable with, can't imagine what it must have felt like to see it die. But there's hope. I know you've got the creditor in your ear at night telling you, there's no hope, there's no hope. It could never get better. It can never get better. That's a lie. And His Word, the Lord's Word, is truth. In the name of Jesus, I wonder if you could come right now and just, and just cup your hands and pour some oil into it. Get your little vessel today. Just come get your vessel today. Just get, just get that little vial of, of whatever you've got. If it's a little bit of repentance, if it's a little bit of remorse, if it's a little bit of faith, if it's a little bit of praise, if it's a little bit of trust in God, then, then, then just bring that and pour it out, pour it out, pour it out. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Woo, glory. Come on, you can't change what happened in your past, but the enemy's not going to get a hold of your future. In the name of Jesus. Come on, right now, that's it. Today's a new day. I need somebody to believe with me that today's a new day. There's hope for your future. The devil's tried to tell you he's going to enslave your future because of problems in your past. That's a lie from the enemy. There's hope for your future. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Hey, Koyandarama Shatahaya. Don't you worry about what people think of you. Don't worry about that. All that matters is what God thinks of you. And God sees you as blessed and abounding and fruitful. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yes. I'm moving, I'm moving ahead, yes, hallelujah, come on, that's it, I'm going to give you everything, Lord, I'm going to pour it all out in the name of Jesus, I'm going to pour it all out in the name of Jesus, yes, that's it.
Come on, if you, if you have some things in your past that are troubling you now, this is an opportunity the Lord has given you to lift them up to the Lord. Say, Lord, I can't let that affect my future right now. Lord, I, I'm afraid for what's down the road. I can't, I can't let it. I need to believe today, Lord. Help me to believe. Help me to believe for hope. Help me to believe for hope. Come on, all across this building, just lift up your hands in the name of Jesus. Come on, lift up your hands under the Lord. There you go. That's it. My past is over in you. Surrender my life to Christ. Things are made new. Hallelujah. I surrender my life. I'm moving forward. I'm not going back. I'm moving ahead. I'm here to declare to you.